Hello, and welcome to Not Everyone's Cup of Tea, where we provide you with social commentary and public service announcements from unqualified experts on the questionable behavior of jerks. Today, we'll be discussing the service industry and how not to be a dick when you go out to eat. Hi, guys. So let me just give you a quick intro. My name is Erin. You just heard my sister, Shannon. Hi, dude. Hi. So we both live in big touristy cities now, and we have both spent most of our life working in various restaurant and bar jobs. So just to be clear, this episode, we're not just going to be complaining about customers. I will not bite the hand that has fed me for many, many years. For the most part, customers are awesome, and these jobs are great. But sometimes you get a clueless douchebag that can ruin a perfectly good shift and make you start to question your faith in humanity. So to get started for this, I crowdsourced my restaurant friends and asked them what would be the best advice to give a customer who has never had to work in the service industry. I got a lot of, just don't be a dick, or just fucking tip 20%. But in all seriousness, the most popular response I got was to be patient. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes, and you are not the only customer. Especially in this post-COVID climate, restaurants are short-staffed, they're low on supplies, employees are worn out, and they're scared. People are getting sick everywhere. For the most part, though, service industry workers really want everyone to have a good experience and will bend over backwards to give you that experience. We take pride in our jobs, in our bars, in our restaurants. But we're also humans, and we're tired of being treated like shit. This is not a job for idiots. It's hard work, controlled chaos even. But we do it because there are so many benefits, like flexible hours that accommodate your school schedule. Don't assume that your server is at the apex of their potential. They could be way smarter than you and working their way through medical school. That person you just called a ranch jockey could be a future lawyer. The hostess that frustrated you by not seating you immediately could be working towards hotel management. She'll be the one that you want to sweet talk once you want an early check-in. I remember working at a restaurant during college and waiting on a table of kids. These were some fancy teenagers who could finally drive to and afford to eat at a sit-down restaurant without their parents. So I'm packing up their leftovers, giving one of them tips on the best way to reheat his fed Alfredo, which included using a different container so you're not microwaving styrofoam. I explained that this releases CFCs, toxins, into your food. And his friend remarks, dude, you just got schooled by a waitress. And as mad as I was at the stereotype that I was slinging plates, so obviously only capable of knowledge pertaining to spaghetti delivery, I couldn't really take the moral high ground because I knew as soon as they left, I was going to smoke a cigarette about it and couldn't really lecture anyone on willfully poisoning themselves. So we're not going to name names, but I'm pretty sure I know the restaurant you're talking about, Shannon, and I'm pretty sure when you're there, you're family. I also worked at this restaurant, and while I was there, I'll never forget this one table. It was a large family, like eight or ten people, and the mother of this family just kept giving me shit. She ordered chicken parm, which I will never forget because she must have said the words chicken parm 50,000 times. But anyway, so I take the whole family's order, come back, bring them their drinks. Standard operating procedure. So then each time I come back with the 
soup, salad, and breadsticks, if you know what I mean. Each time I came back to the table, she asked where her chicken parm was. I'm like, finally, I just looked right at her and said, oh, shit, my bad. I just assumed that you wanted it cooked. I'll, I'll go tell the cooks right away. I'll grab it for you. And she was not amused. But anyway, she left. Her husband must have thought it was funny because he still left me a good tip. I, I guess people don't really tell her to fuck off too often, but maybe they should. But the point of that story is that I didn't know that she was in a rush and had somewhere to go. I was concerned with the eight other people at the table that all wanted to get a drink and they wanted to enjoy their salad. They wanted to enjoy their appetizer, their unlimited breadsticks. And I didn't know that she was in a rush. So you have got to communicate with your server because when you just get rude like that, I'm going to bring you some raw ass chicken. Okay. No, not really. I've never actually done that. It just sounded funny. But anyway, these courses are timed out. When we send an order to the kitchen, your entree won't go right away. We're going to get your salad first, your soup, whatever. We're going to, we want you to stick around. We want you to enjoy your whole meal. That being said, if you are in a rush, you've got to tell someone and don't order a well-done steak because it's going to take longer to cook than a rare steak. Fried food is going to come out quicker. Talk to us. Tell us you have somewhere to go. And then we will, we can suggest food that cooks quickly. We can drop all your food at the same time so you're not spacing out your salad. We can drop your check right away so you can go. There's options. We are not just going to arbitrarily assume you're in a rush and start throwing food at you and say, get the hell out. That's fast food, which you decided against. Because you came here and sat down. Yeah, you've chosen a restaurant that does not have a drive through window for a reason. You have to appreciate that everyone's time is valuable. We want you to have a good experience, but we also need to turn that table. You got to move on so the busser can do their job and get that table ready for the next guest. Of course, you and your date can certainly order the steak lunch couple special. But don't get mad at me once your well-done steak is making you late for the movie. I don't know what the showtimes are because you guys didn't invite me. They didn't invite you? That was rude. So rude. But like if they had, I'd say, cool, give me 20 minutes. I'm going to finish rolling my silver. You grab me some red vines. I'll meet you in the theater. (laughs) Yeah, we'll share some popcorn. I'll save you a seat. I'm guessing that conversation didn't happen. And that's all it had to be. Communicate your needs. We don't want to rush you. We want you to enjoy the whole experience. It may seem like just casual dining, but a lot goes into that experience, which is exactly why the fuck you decided not to stay home and do it yourself. You are not just paying for the food. You're paying for the atmosphere, not having to wash dishes, not having to cook, not having to buy groceries, not having to get your entire family to agree on eating the same food at the same time. And moreover, you are paying for service. That's where tipping comes in. You tip for a job well done. And when you do think the service is good, please do not leave us Bible verses on fake dollar bills or your business card. Don't assume that since we are working here, we need Jesus or a new job. You may think it's thoughtful, but honestly, it's just condescending. Mm -hmm. I can't tip out the busser with Proverbs. I can't call the billing department of the cable company and enter compliments instead of a credit card number. And speaking of the busser, please respect my support staff. Trust the hosts. 
they know what they're doing. No one's goal is to keep you sitting in the lobby. Yeah, we would also like to go home at some point tonight, too. Yeah, the table that you see open might be left dirty because that section is closed and therefore not a priority. Or maybe they're planning on using that for a larger party. It's not just about you and your hunger. Smaller parties will always get sat faster because of table size. It's just basic physics. A group of six people cannot fit at a table built for only two. And as much as you don't want us kicking you out, we can't do that to them. Please understand that if there's a wait list, that means that your table won't be ready until other people leave. Tables are our real estate. I worked at a restaurant in the airport. This was designed for quick service. People could sit down, order from a limited menu, enjoy their meal, and then get the fuck on with their day, catch their plane, and get to their destination. But we had plenty of people who would buy a sandwich at the newsstand and come sit at our tables like it was the fucking mall food court. So now you've left a mess that I have to clean up in hopes that someone else will be able to sit down at that table and maybe tip me. Which brings me to my next point, which if you've ever met me, I say all the time, but I think it bears repeating. You can be cheap or you can be needy, but you cannot be both. If you're coming in to get a break from the heat, to charge your phone and drink free water, I get it. But then don't hassle me to change the TVs or adjust the AC when I'm clearly busy with paying customers. Nothing is really free. We wash the glasses, we fill the ice, we stock the straws, and my time could be spent making tips. If you haven't bought anything yet, you're not actually a customer and I don't really have to worry about you. The least you can do if you're going to be cheap is be funny or be really nice or just have some good conversation. Again, you can be cheap or you can be needy. I mean, maybe needy and picky aren't a good word. They kind of have bad connotations. If you know what you want, cool. Maybe you come here all the time and or maybe you have food allergies, whatever the reason is. But if you need a million modifications and you need a lot of help, then you're asking for more stuff and more service. So you pay more. It's transactional. I provide a service. Well, okay. Now I think I just sound like a hooker. (laughs) I provide a service and you pay Okay, well, I mean, it's not not prostitution. I guess instead of ranch jockey, you could call me a ranch whore. Okay, but anyway, I mean, if you want a million things, that's fine. That's what I'm here for. But just please recognize that you're using more time and resources and compensate me for that. But like I said, you can be cheap or you can be needy. Pick one. Red pill, blue pill. Furthermore, If you are against the full-service restaurant tradition of tipping, just don't go to a full-service restaurant. If you believe in the system while we're serving you, then you can't just decide you don't believe in it when it comes time to pay the check. Quid pro quo. I did my part, now you do yours. By the way, getting to go at a full-service restaurant is not a tipping loophole. You are taking time away from somebody's job to handle your order. I am not tending my bar while I'm working on your order. I could be making money, but instead I'm working for you for free. 
you're essentially stealing time and money away from that person. And you need to remember that tipping is not a new concept. If there was a problem with the service, then that should be reflected in the tip. That absolutely makes sense. But if there's any other issue, that's not the fault of the server. Don't complain to the manager just to get a discount unless there's an actual problem. It's a super dick move and it could get the server in trouble in ways that you don't even realize. Oh, yeah, I got that airport restaurant you were talking about. I also worked at that chain and not naming names, but I really hope they get their baby back. back. But so they would have a survey on every receipt. And now nobody fills out a survey unless they're pissed off or you're offering them free shit. I mean, and this was before the days of Yelp, obviously, when people did it professionally. But at this point in time, people would only fill this out if they were pissed off. So at the end of the week, the managers would look at whoever got the best surveys or whoever got the least amount of shitty surveys, and they would get the best schedule. So complaining just to try to get free shit or juke the system, you could actually be affecting your server's work schedule next week, and literally how much money they're going to make. That's just not cool, dude. That is super not cool. But if there's a legitimate issue, you have to tell your server, and I bet they'll do everything they can to fix it. And don't eat your whole meal and then say it was undercooked. If it was good enough to plow through, it's good enough to pay for and tip on. Don't stay silent and then tell the manager there was a problem. But again, if there was a problem with the food, remember that that's beyond your server's control and they can only try to fix it if they know about it. Not every single problem can automatically be chalked up to a problem with the service. The server still did their job. Take care of them. After all of this, if you still don't believe that we work hard and deserve a living wage, then just my advice for your own good, don't tell me where you work. A lot of us are off during the days, and we will go to your job, and we will give you a taste of your own medicine. I used to work at a bar, and we had a busy lunch, and I frequently got orders from this vet's office down the street, and everyone from the office would order, and there was always the one girl that had to come pick it up, and she was always such a bitch. Maybe she was mad that she had to go pick up lunch. I don't know. I don't know her life, but she was condescending and rude and so needy. So she would always have this list with every single employee in the office, what they ordered and their credit cards. And then she would have me run every single credit card separately, like as if I'm not doing anything with my life and never tipped a dime. So one day she leaves this lunch master list at the bar and I look at it. And of course, it's written on the company letterhead. Big mistake. So, you know, I looked at it. Oh, it's a vet's office right down the street. I stored the number in my phone. And periodically over the next couple of years, I would just call them when I was bored and, you know, make appointments that I had no intention of keeping. Or that I would just call and ask stupid questions about a pet monkey or or my pot-bellied pig or just whatever ridiculous shit I could think of to waste their time with. Because that's what happens when you waste my time. So please... Don't dish it out if you can't take it. Yeah, who knows? Maybe she just hates her job and cannot put her game face on anymore. We don't know your life. If you're having a shitty day, you can just tell us. But if you're only putting out a shitty vibe, that's all we've got to work with. We can try to make your day better, but we're not mind readers. Recently, I myself was a difficult customer. 
I walked in and told the bartender I was having, let's call it a bit of a day. And that was only in case she couldn't interpret my tear-stained face or my ordering two pints of beer right off the bat. But she understood. And because I communicated, she made sure that I always had a fresh pint. She didn't once attempt to interrupt my conversation while I was crying on the phone to talk about the weather. She also didn't have to worry about over-serving me because I told her pretty immediately that there was an Uber in my future. And that communication kept my car from getting towed. Oh, and she didn't call security on the crazy lady out on the patio getting drunk and crying. She knew you wanted to fuck off, so she fucked off. And consequently, she made a good bit of money off me for just leaving me alone to have my day. And even if I never go back to that bar, she will always be my favorite bartender of all time, forever. Thank you, that lady. Shout out to that lady. Big, big ups to that lady. You never even got her name, did you? Oh, no, I did not give a goddamn. All right, so now if you've ever worked in this industry, you get it. And maybe you think everything we're saying is just common sense. Maybe you even think it's funny. But if you've never had to work in this industry, you'd have no way of knowing this. So now that I think we got the important stuff out of the way, I'm going to go into some minor, maybe petty beefs, pet peeves, if you will. Because you know what? Sometimes they just, they need to be shared. Number one, don't unroll the silverware just for the napkin and not use the silverware. If you're ordering something that needs napkins, we'll bring you napkins. You get wings, you're getting hella napkins with them. But if you're not using the silverware, we can't just re-roll it. You've touched it. Now we have to wash it and re-roll it. Sounds petty, but that's actually somebody's side work. At most restaurants, the manager will actually come and tell every single employee, you all have to roll 50 silverware. And you will literally have to show the manager a stack of 50 rolled up silverware before you can go home tonight. So I know it sounds crazy, but it's very real. I haven't had to roll silverware in a long time, but I still get so mad when I'm out and someone does that. I'm like, bitch, you got chicken fingers. The fuck you doing? You going to help with the side work? No. And speaking of side work, number two, if you use the last year ketchup, just fucking ask for more ketchup. Don't take it from another table. That's somebody's side work. If the table's open, it's probably because the section is closed. Now the manager is going to come by and check their side work and be like, hey, stupid, table 32 doesn't have ketchup. You're going to be like, oh my God, I swear to God I put ketchup out there. And then you'll walk by and see table 34 has two ketchups and you're like, mmm. Again, not a big deal. You're not a piece of shit if you take the ketchup. It's just annoying and it kind of wastes people's time. Your server is literally there to bring you whatever you need. Just ask. The tables are set up in a very precise way. I worked at a place where the salt had to go on the right-hand side of the ketchup. And they'd say, salt is white, so it goes on the right. Girl, that's for blind people. Really? Why are blind people just eating alone and putting their hands all over condiments? Oh, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Once you lose your sight, all your other senses are heightened, so they're... Their taste is probably, yeah, they're going to need more salt and pepper. Okay, I take that back. But as far as the table set up, it's a very specific way. I worked at a restaurant where in the sugar caddy, you needed to have eight of each color. And that's another thing, guys. 
I don't know which one is Splenda and which one is Sweet and Low. I don't even know what the third one is called. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. We probably have knockoff brands anyway. If you order Sweet and Low, I'm going to be like, shit, is that blue, pink, or yellow? Just order the color. Yeah, dude, we know that when you go to the grocery store to re-up your own sweetener supply, you're not looking at labels. You're looking for the color-coordinated product. Don't get all outraged at me because we don't have your brand of yellow in-house. Yeah, it's it's kind of like Gatorade. Like, nobody says, I'll have an Arctic Cherry Blast. You just say, I'll have purple. Same thing. Don't be fancy. You sound like an asshole. And again, like I said, some of these things may sound insane, but they're very much real. Things are set up the way that they are because corporate might make rules like that, or the health department has regulated that. Not because every restaurant employee is just territorial or OCD. So just don't help yourself to things that are in the side station or in the service well, which if you don't know what that is... I mean, first of all, it probably has an employees only sign. But if you miss that, it's probably the end of the bar where there's no chairs. Maybe there's a brass rail and some mats up, but it totally looks different than the rest of the bar. And there might be like servers there with trays loading up drinks. Stay the fuck away from them. They're trying to get drinks for their tables. You are not more important than those customers. Everybody's going to get their drinks. We have a system. Anyway, a lot of these things that were just considered rude before COVID are now legitimate health concerns. If you reach across the bar to take a straw out of my little caddy, I now have to wait for you to turn around and throw all of them away. I have to go back to the stock room, get more straws, restock them all. Now, if you don't care about cross-contamination, you don't care about wasting stock or me redoing work that I've already done, At least do it for the turtles. Won't anyone just think of the turtles? Now, let me just reiterate for the bars. The things on the bar side are for the bartenders. Your side is the one with the stools. You sit there. This is my dancing space. This is your dancing space. Don't ever just reach over and assume something's for you. That's a good way to ensure that your next drink will be virgin. This is not Red Rover, Red Rover. Don't fucking send somebody over. You wouldn't want me to go into your job and sit at your desk and just start like fucking with your stapler or pressing things on your keyboard. No, this is my office. Same thing. And for the love of God, do not reach across and grab fruit out of the garnish tray. Now I have to throw out the fruit, wash the trays and refill them because you just decided to finger fuck my olives. Fucking ask me and I will give you some. It's not that we don't want to give you fruit. We just don't want you to be disgusting. If you have to wear a mask to come in here, what in the hell makes you think it's okay to just touch other people's food? Yeah, I'd like to go back to fruit fondling for a moment if we can. I think the important lesson there is to just keep your gross, gnarly fingers to yourself. And that's not just fruit fondling. That's just like a good rule for life. Write it down on an index card. Keep it in your pocket if that doesn't really make sense to you at this moment. Keep your gross, gnarly fingers to yourself. And for your own sake, I hope that if she does come to your office, you don't have a spreadsheet open because she is well-versed in Excel and numbers and she will fuck your shit up. 
You'll come back from lunch and you'll have all, all of your columns will be hidden and you'll have filters that you can't undo. So good luck getting out that quarterly report by the EOB. Oh, yeah. I will fuck your shit up. You know what they say. I'm a lady in the streets, but a freak in the spreadsheets. <laughs> Such a dork. So, I mean, I know we said we weren't just going to talk shit, but I mean, let's be real. That's what we do here. That's what we do. We're pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. But realistically, we do want you to have a good experience. And we could probably go on and on and on about the ridiculous things we've encountered in the service industry. But maybe we should save that for another episode. So let's recap. When you go out to eat, please be respectful and be patient. Communicate with your server. Remember that we want happy returning customers. We want you to have a good time, but also to make our money. Not that it's only about the money, because remember, you can be cheap or you can be needy. You have to choose one to not be a dick. Also, we firmly believe that everyone should try their hand in the service industry, like high school students with their community service requirements for graduation. Spend a summer scooping ice cream or delivering pasta fajol. You may be humbled once you see the other side of the kitchen door. But most importantly, we love this industry. If it was all complete shit, we obviously wouldn't keep going back to it. Our observations don't mean we hate customers. We love them. They're what keep the industry going. This PSA has been for the dicks who don't quite get it. If this has not been your cup of tea, well, then you're probably a dick. Sorry. Well, then email us and tell us why. We're always open to discussion and debate. Let's hear the other side. Let's talk about it. But if this has been your cup of tea, that's awesome. You're awesome. Subscribe to us, follow us, rate us, review us, all that good shit. Links are in the show notes. And tune in to our next episode about Planned Parenthood. So whether this has been your cup of tea or not, either way, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye, dude. Bye, dude.